I think it's safe to say that we in the West, and especially in the United States, have an innate aversion to law and laws. I mean, our country was founded, was predicated on the ideal that we would be free, free of foreign rule, free of unjust laws. And if you read the, the Bill of Rights, the, um, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, you see in there not a lot of things about what we can't do, but in fact more things about what we can do, what we have a right to do. We have many God-given rights and we want to protect that. And so I think just naturally then we have an aversion to laws. We kind of think, maybe at least subconsciously, that the law is there to, to restrict our freedom, to keep us from doing what we want. And we have this kind of this attitude, I think, and that's okay. But if we have that, if we apply that to God's law, then we get in trouble. We have to remember that when Moses delivered the Ten Commandments to our ancestors, the Israelites, he said, these are God's commandments for us. The people did not respond this way. They didn't say, oh, no, ten more things we have to do. God doesn't want us to have any fun. But instead, it says, they wept, they celebrated, they danced, they rejoiced, they said to one another, this is amazing. What other people has a God like this who cares so much for us that he is giving us a blueprint, basically, telling us, this is how you shall live, and then you will be truly free. For freedom, in the religious sense, in the Christian sense, is this. It says in the Catechism of the Catholic Church that freedom is not doing whatever we want, but freedom is having the ability to choose good, and God is the ultimate good. So God's commandments, God's laws, and then later given to us God's Holy Spirit, the Church, God's Word, the sacraments, these are good because they, they give us freedom. They lead us to choose the good, and the ultimate good is God. That's why in the first reading, Moses is speaking to our ancestors, the Israelites, as they're preparing to enter into the Promised Land. And he says, brothers and sisters, remember that we have been given the law. Observe the law. Don't add to it. Don't subtract from it. Observe the law. Be faithful to the law, and then it will go well. Then you will have true freedom. Then you will have peace among yourselves. Then you will know the living and true God, who is always faithful to you. Moses answered to the people before they were entering into the promised land, when they asked, what shall we do to prepare? It was, be faithful to the law. The law was always on Jesus' mind, of course, and we see that in the gospel constantly. He came to reveal the fullness of the law. Indeed, Jesus is the fullness of the law and the prophets. That's why it must have stung him so much when people said, you have no regard for the law. You must have come to abolish the law. And Jesus said, you know that passage well, I haven't come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill the law. For the law is what makes you free. The law is what leads you to God. The law is what helps you to live as God wants you to live. I haven't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So we see an example today. Some of the religious leaders of his time are offended at what he is saying and doing. And they say, when they see him and his disciples eating, they say, wait a minute. You and your disciples are eating, but you haven't ritually washed your hands yet. There was a certain way that they were to wash their hands, to make themselves clean. So what they're really saying is, you are unclean. Everything you're saying is unclean. We can't even hear what you're saying because you yourself 
and your disciples are unclean. Jesus takes that on, and he calls out their hypocrisy, and he says, be clear on this. Nothing that enters you, nothing that we do as far as the ritual outside cleansing makes one clean or unclean. But rather, uncleanliness is this. All those things that we just heard in the gospel, licentiousness, envy, anger, blasphemy, gluttony, etc. This is what makes one unclean. And that's exactly what you're doing right now, Jesus would say to the people. You are thinking bad thoughts about me. You're trying to bring me down. You're jealous. You're angry at me. These are the bad thoughts, the uncleanliness coming from you. But look what's coming from my disciples and from me. God's love, the gospel, mercy, forgiveness, and the good news of the kingdom of heaven. That's what makes you clean. That's what makes all of us clean, not what you eat and how you wash your hands. So this is a message that we need to hear. The people, our ancestors needed to hear it in Moses' time. Our ancestors in Jesus' time needed to hear this. And we need to hear this again and again and again. How do we become clean? How can we approach the Lord? How can we live as God intends us to live? And the answer that we find in here is fidelity to God's law. Fidelity to what God wants for all of us. We find ourselves in the world, you know, in a time of a lot of division and separation and sin and turmoil, it seems. And worse still, we find a lot of that in our beloved church. Even my brother bishops, some of my brother bishops and priests have let us down tremendously. It is heart-wrenching, it is embarrassing, it is humiliating, it is maddening, and it is sorrowful, to say the least. And so we look to God, we look to each other, and we say, what can we do? What is... What is our stronghold now? What do we hold on to? And we find in the scriptures, we know in our heart, we find in the Holy Spirit the answer, fidelity. One of my brother bishops wrote recently or tweeted or something, he said, you know, the answer to all of this is three things. Fidelity, fidelity, and fidelity to God's commandments. Fidelity to what we promised God. Fidelity to living our faith as people who pray and sacrifice and serve one another fidelity to following our Lord Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection to the glory of the resurrection, through his death and cross to the glory of the resurrection. I hope, I pray that all of us can recommit ourselves to God's commandment. It is nothing that holds us back or hampers our freedom, but actually, paradoxically, it gives us even more freedom. Following God's law leads us to peace in our heart, to peace in the world, and ultimately to salvation in Jesus Christ forever in heaven. Let us recommit ourselves as the people of Moses' day, as the people of Jesus' day did, and as the people of every day must do, so that embracing God and God's commandment of love and freedom, we the people will follow Jesus Christ, not perfectly, but hopefully faithfully every day, until at last we follow him into the glory of our everlasting home in heaven.